Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Maze Vault Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, my African sister. She is Nigerian-American. She is a comedy content creator killing the game. She's on TikTok. She's on Apple. She's on Spotify. She's on everywhere. You turn around in the corner, you're going to see her. We have Drea Knows Best today. Ooh, what's up, y'all? That was an amazing intro. Oh my gosh, I am blushing, May. I love it here. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm so excited to pick your brain a bit yes. and see everything. You know, like it's so cool to see your one minute skits, but I really want to deep dive and get to know you better on a deeper level Ooh. and just like kick it, you know? Okay. I'm down. I love it. I'm so excited. When you hit me up and I was like, I was like fangirl. I'm like, oh my God, I love your videos. I love you. And like to be here is cool. And I'm proud of you for starting this podcast. And I'm Really excited for when these episodes launch to literally binge listening, as ah. y'all, all the listeners should in here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited, and I like for me podcasting is a new journey. But I know you have you have yours. Yeah. And how is that? So it's been going good. I started it in 2020, I believe. It's a podcast called Do It for the Content. So on there, I'm giving tips and strategies on how to grow as a content creator. Because when I started, was it like almost nine years ago? I had no clue what I was doing. There was no, no one was giving out free game. Like I was just confused. And now with the experience I have and all the lessons I've learned, the bridges that I've gone through, you know, I'm like, let me give out some information for people to be able to grow as a content creator and become it. Cause you know, there's space for everyone, you know? And that's I just, true. I love seeing people win. So, and that, that's a beautiful thing. Cause a lot of people gatekeep, you know what I'm saying? When they start off, they're like, Oh my God, I got the sauce. I got to hold it to myself. Right. Blah, blah. So, okay. So you started nine years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God bless. How do you say God bless in Nigeria? <laughs> right. Um, um, that's God bless you. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I got Give me it. Chineke Goze. Uh huh. Goze. Gi. Gi. Yeah, God bless Chineke you. Chineke Goze. Gi. Hey! Let's go to Nigeria. Take me to Egypt. We're going. We're going. <laughs> I love it. We should, do, we should totally do that. That would be sick. That would be that would so be cool. They would love that. So, nine, nine years ago, how did you start off? Uh, so I started off in college while I was getting my engineering degree. You know, you know, I, you know, African parents, it's all about yeah. engineer, doctor, lawyer, one of those. So I was in engineering. I actually love engineering. So I, but I was using creating content. This was Vine as like a stress reliever. I would either do like skits, you know, impersonating my Nigerian mom or just do like little pranks in my, my dorm room. And then when I graduated, I was able to find a job because my goal was always to move to Los Angeles. And like I told you earlier, because when everyone was moving to L.A. for Vine as a content creator, this was like in 2015, 2016, before content creating was really big. Um, everyone's taking that leap of faith. And I'm like, listen, I cannot do that. I'm not about to just drop everything and go. No, no, no. I need something secure. So I got um, an internship with Lowe's Home Improvement. And then they hired me full time as an engineer. And I moved to Riverside, which is an hour from L.A., Right. So every week, every weekend, Friday after work, I will drive down an hour and a half to L.A. to go collaborate, to go, you know, make content with people. And, you know, wow. so I was, I was basically working seven days a week, full time job, nine to five, 
from Monday to Friday, weekends, collaborating. Of course, wow. turning partying too, because you know you go, you go ahead and need to have balance. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, um, for sure. That was the grind I was doing for a good two years. What yeah, kind so of engineering were you doing? Industrial engineering. So, <laughs> what was what, that? <laughs> Explain that for. I know what that is. I, I know what. You <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, totally, Yo, totally, yeah. Of let course. me tell you something. I know what industrial engineering is, but for the people who don't know, can you can you just like. Break, right. break that down. Yes. For all those people that don't know, um, oh. <laughs> um, so industrial engineering is just basically process improvement. So logic, think about supply chain logistics. So I worked in a warehouse and from how the goods, the appliances come into the warehouse, how they get delivered in there to how they leave. I make sure that process is very efficient for all our workers. You know, in, in my warehouse, there were people, a lot of people, it was predominantly uh, Mexicans that worked there and people of Latino ethnic background. And a lot of them were like 60 years old, 65, 70, older people, grandmothers wow. working there. And my job was to make their process easier, smoother, you Aww. know? And my biggest thing with life is, you know, I always told like God, like, help me, we all have talents. Help me reveal those talents step by step, but help me to use these talents to positively impact myself and the world. So even while I, my passion was, you know, entertaining and I was doing this nine to five engineer job, I still loved it because, you know, people come up to me and be like, thank you for improving this process in the warehouse. You know, it really made my, my back is no more hurting as I'm lifting for you because you implemented Aww. this. So like, you know, so I, it, it, it's industrial engineering was a great start off my career. And I think it kind of helped me kind of realize the business side of content creating, you know, because, you know, yeah. you're, you're sending emails to all these corporate people. You have to talk professional and whatnot. <laughs> and and um, it just helped me, you know, get that my foot in the door of being a professional. And then when I left it, I went to grad school at USC in 2018 to study entrepreneurship. And that's where I really understood, you know, content creator, entrepreneur. Oh, they're the same thing. Let's you could mix them. Exactly. Exactly. The jokes come with the money and it the business structure too. Come you know on. <laughs> I know that's right. Exactly. Well, so wait, three things I want to say. Well, I had so many things to say in between what you said. Yeah, yeah. You really are blowing my mind right now so first of all shout out to the latin community because they are hard workers and they don't hard get their workers. props you said 65 70 yes to, yes I, I don't know if i could work for another two three years but my my dad i want us to retire my i want to retire in my 30s i'm done whenever my 30s i want to retire but huh, they really do be working yeah honestly. yeah and another thing is the fact that you structured content creating as a business because people think like you hop on the internet, you make some jokes, you hop off, you're not you're not making any money. You know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah. hey, woo you laugh, and then people think that, you know, the, a lot of people think that content creators are broke, and and some of them are, some of them are not. But it depends on how you structure it as a business. Yes. So that's that's amazing that you went to school, realized that you could do both. So how did you mix the two? I'm so. How did I mix the two? Yeah, I love that you asked that question because literally this morning. Cause I'm girl, I go through moments when I'm like, what am I doing in my life? Let me find my purpose. And I always journal. So I went back into my journal to read old stuff. And in my journal, I wrote, you know, this, all these years I've been living a Hannah Montana life. One moment I'm working engineer and then I go out and I'm doing entertainment and Vine and <laughs> TikTok. So it's time for me to merge the both. So I think how I merged the both was in the grand scheme, I was looking at the impact because I know like entertainment is what I want to do. And entertainment, I don't know how to put engineering entertainment. So I would do like collaborations with certain brands that are amplifying like female engineers. 
one of the brand was that I worked with was uh, oh, I forgot the name, but I like I was a guest judge on a talent show. These little girls were making robots, and I was a guest judge as like a Vine oh star that God. went there, you know. And I was like, yes, little girls making robots in STEM. Go ahead, power to you. That's amazing. Um, thank you. But to merge the both, I think is all about strategy, right? Because with engineering, we always have to build a strategy for whatever we're doing, whatever project we're working on. Build a strategy from A to Z and work towards it. And I think I built that same strategy with with content creating is like, you know, you know, my goal is to reach this many followers at the end of this month. What strategy can I implement? So that way, how many videos do I need to post? What shoots do I need to do? What collaborations do I need to do to get to where I want to go? You know? Oh my God. So, You're reminding me of my husband right now. hundred <laughs> percent. Like I remember months ago, he pulled out a whiteboard. We reverse engineered like my goals. He was like, how much do you want to make? How many, like, where do you want to be at? And then I just spit out a number. Then he divided it by 30 days. Then he divided by how many posts. Like, it was very, like, yes. strategic, like you I said. I love so, that. I love that. See, that's why yeah. the team right there, partnership. And, you know, yeah. and I think the bigger thing with building out a strategy is, this almost, what was I reading this? Goal versus versus the plan, right? Because, like, be, be open-minded to those things not working out as you thought it would, right? Like, don't be mm -hmm. so fixed on that strat that plan. Yeah. Plan versus strategy. A plan is like, you have to stick to it. A strategy is just like, that will help you go with the flow of the motion and then, you know, be able to pivot here and there. So in general, kind of like how you did with your hubby, um, that's kind of what I was doing with my goals. You know, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to move to LA. Um, not, not move, I'm going to move to, to um, Riverside, which is an hour from LA. They're going to pay for my relocation, right? So okay. if I work at that Lowe's job for two years, then I don't need to refund them the relocation money. <laughs> so mm. I worked for two years and I was balancing the whole traveling back and forth to LA collaborating. And then boom, I knew, okay, I need to get my master's because my parents were like, you have to get a master's degree. And I told myself, I'm not going to get a master's degree in anything unless it's something that I'm passionate about and that can help me in my entertainment journey, you know? So I did my master's in entrepreneurship and that moved me to USC, which was inside LA, where I always hey! wanted to be. Come on. <laughs> so then. <laughs> so was your master's four years? Uh, it was a year. Accelerator program. Okay. A year. And then uh, when, so two years plus one. So it took you three years to end up where you wanted to be. Exactly. And the best part about moving to LA as a student, you can be broke and no one would judge you. <laughs> Why you have zero dollars in your bank account, Drea? I'm a student. Excuse me. <laughs> So. <laughs> that's true <laughs> you pull out your id and everything you're like i oh, look i'm in this part of this college yes, i'm yes, getting exactly. my ma i'm gonna be smart though literally and that was the and I, for any of the listeners who are students that's the best way to take advantage of getting in rooms where you can't usually be at you can be like true. hey ceo of this company i'm a student working on this student project i need to interview boss kings like you or boss queens like you can you please give me an hour of your time i'll buy you coffee they will eat 100%. it up. hundred percent. Eat it up. Eat it up. People love like students and love helping students. So that was yeah. like definitely an advantage. That <laughs> is like a major gem right here. We need to highlight this because that is so true. Even like right now, like I'm thinking like if somebody emailed me like, hey, May, I'm a student. I'm doing a project. I'm trying to learn more about this. I'll be like, wow, this is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you got my intentions. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. true. There's something about that. There's something about that. So, okay. So, so you're building your profile as you're moving closer to your destination, which is LA. Yeah. Um, how was that journey? Like how was posting? How, how, how did you reach out to the, uh, to the people you were collabing when you first started? I think the big thing for me with moving to LA was I'm really big on community, right? 
So luckily I had friends beforehand from Vine and then TikTok came around. By the time I moved to LA, TikTok was just starting. No one really knew about TikTok. And I was one of the first people to come on TikTok to create original comedy skits. Because most people would do the whole lip syncing thing and dancing and, you know. Yeah. I could do a little two-stepping, but after a while I get out of breath and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the biggest competitive advantage I have was creating those original comedy skits. And there were a lot of them were going viral. And that opened the doors to like, like I said, my network that I had, my friends that I had, my really close friends, some I'm still close with now. We were like, let's go ahead, let's collaborate. Because at that time, TikTok would put up like trending hashtags and we'd be like, okay, let's be the first ones to get like, be hop on a hashtag, hop on the trends. And you know, and that really helped open the doors for visibility for my page. Mm. So my page was growing like millions of followers while I was in college um, at USC. And um, I think that also opened the doors to the brands coming to me. But more importantly, that's what people forget to do is like, you have to pitch yourself to these brands. You have to reach out to brands. You can either sit down and wait and be like, oh, no brands are reaching out to me. I'm posting great content, da, da, da. Or you can, you know, put together your pitch deck and like, you know, your, your, your media kit, have your, your email template, which I actually have. I, I give those tips too on my podcast too about like a good email template. Like, hey, I'm Drea. I create content about this, this, that. I love your products. Whenever I post about it, my fans love seeing me with it. I would love to collaborate on a paid partnership together. Keyword, paid, <laughs> paid, paid <laughs> partnership, paid. Highlight, asteroid, gold. Right. Because these brands will come to you trying to send you yeah. free stuff. There's only so many free stuff you can get. Or but, a coupon code, which is even, I, I feel so offended. Like, I don't know when they will stop using this word. Hey, we'll, we'll give you a coupon. I can't right, even say it with a straight right, face. Right. I can't even. I can't even. Oh, it's my like, God. How many coupons do I need? No, <laughs> no. Give me the money. <laughs> Shoot. Amen. Amen. Because, yeah. you know, it's crazy. I, I say this all the time. Nobody works for free. So it's crazy to me that brands or companies will think that you will work for free and showcase their product and they make money off of you and you're expected to be excited about that. Yeah. Like, I, I preach it to creators all the time. I'm like, yo, do not be excited about this unless it's like giving you real brand visibility just be careful don't say yes like a exactly. lot of times just say no because it's not it's not doing what it's supposed to i be agree doing. it's not it's not doing it's not giving it's not anything yeah, it's not <laughs> it's i think for creators too like the free stuff like let's just say like sony wants to send you a camera oh yeah you need a camera for vlogging heck yeah take that free product the second time they want to send you another camera okay maybe i need to upgrade a camera the third time it's like okay how many cameras do you need now yeah. it's time for me to, you know, now you can reach out to them like, hey, remember that free product you gave me? I posted it. Look at this engagement. I look at the comments. Look at the people that were asking me more information about it. How about we work together again next time on like a paid partnership together? Overall, there's only so many free stuff you can get to so your closet is full to the brim. And it's like, okay, let's work together and get these coins. Show the receipts. Yeah. I posted it. did great. Now let's work together and give you win-win both sides are winning you know exactly exactly you don't want to be taken advantage of like it gets to a point where you keep doing things for free you're gonna realize at the end of the day that you know the views hold value and I, I like i remember having these intense conversations talking about like google ads especially with my husband he'll be like when you research how much people pay for visibility views and getting their word and product out there like the mainstream way or through google or through YouTube or anything, it costs a lot more when you when we have the audience who've worked so hard to build up our brands and bring yeah. up our views and like so it's given. You know what I mean? Based exactly. off of the track record. So I agree. Yeah. To your point too, if they're gonna spend that kind of money on like Google ads and or even like buy a billboard or like run a commercial, that's like tens of thousands of dollars that they're gonna pay. So they're saving money when they work with us. 
So exactly. they have, these brands have money to pay. And I think a bigger thing from, at least from my personal perspective too, that I had to learn is, you know, even if my videos are not doing as well, even if they're not going viral, even if they only have a hundred likes, that's still a hundred people who saw that post and liked True. it. And they're thinking about that brand in their head somehow subconsciously. So it's also the idea of like, as a creator, knowing your worth, you know, um, it's not always about like, I have thousands of followers. Uh, that's why I, that's when I need to start getting paid. Even if you only have hundred followers and a hundred of them are coming to you for a specific type of thing, any brand will be lucky enough to work with you. That's, That's how I so see true. it. That's so true. And know? I think in the be in the beginning, you get very shy. Like you, you, you get shy to ask for anything. You're like, like I remember when I first started, and some brand offered me like $150. And I was like, oh my God, that's great. I'm already doing what I'm doing. But obviously I had the, a horrible mindset. Obviously it was new to me. Nobody was talking to me about making money. I didn't know what the potential was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what a good deal was and a bad yeah. deal was. But you go through, like, like you said, you go through a lot of free stuff. You go through a lot of like low-balled offers until you realize mm. like oh hell no you start talking to people more you start going to these events and meeting creators and you start even talking to brands and brands sometimes will blurt out a number and you're like oh what? so this whole time i'm doing this <laughs> this right. nonsense bullshit <laughs> working my butt and they're offering me this and this punk over here is offering me that See? no really for That's me it's a process transparency that's why it's good like for creators to talk to and get comfortable yeah. talking numbers talking about money because in a corporate world if you go on glassdoor you're going to see how much an engineer making or how much a uh, assistant is making but as content creators we can't go online and check that i think there's some apps coming around about that but not really unless we talk and be like hey yeah. girl like okay this brand came to talk to me how much did they pay you and don't feel offended it's just out of the way to just like help each other because it's, exactly. there's nothing worse about hearing that someone got paid to post something meanwhile you're paying you're posting it for free that thing oh is God. a stab in the chest dude and it's yeah. really important it's important to have like a, a circle that knows what's happening too i had an offer from a company and i know another creator who had had the same he worked for that company so i hit him oh, up nice. i was like hey listen they offered me this what do you think he was very transparent he was like listen i think you could get this much i got paid this much but you know i have a lot more followers than you and i have a lot mm. more traction but this is a fair price and like this is what i'm getting paid for what i'm worth right now so you just see what you could do like mm. very transparent very open oh that. my god i was I like I, I gained so we much need, respect we need more friends like that circle of friends yeah. in the creative space and I, I think that's something like in the beginning I think like a year ago, we had this chat when TikTok was first taken off. The first couple of creators are on TikTok. We had a big chat of like people um, for a certain follow range. And it was just strictly for business. Whenever a brand reached out to us, we just type in there. Did this brand reach out to you? Yes. We'll communicate on the side about that. That's beautiful. I, I That's think, beautiful. Honestly. And I, I'll say like a negotiation tip for like people in general that are listening to this is whatever you're comfortable with getting, just double that double that and ask hey. for it. You know, because I'll tell you the truth, because what's going to happen, let's just say you're comfortable getting a thousand dollars and you tell them a thousand dollars, they're always going to give you a counter offer. Like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Unfortunately, True. our budget is a 500. But if you tell them 2000, they'll say, I'm sorry. Our budget is 1500. Look, you're getting an extra 500 on that thousand mm. that you wanted to get. So yeah. always double whatever you want to get. Cause when it comes to negotiation with these brands, it's like, there's a lot of things you have to look out for from, the, the the deliverables they're asking for, the post date, how long they're going to use 
your rights for because if they're going to use it indefinitely you got to also tax on that too because yeah they, before you know it's one day your picture is on some website and you'd be like i never did this ad mm. but that's from 10 years ago when you're working with maybe like for mm. example fenty and this year you want to work with l'oreal but l'oreal is like you have an ad running with fenty we can't work mm. with you it's like it's a you know it's a clash Conflict. thank you english we know we know the language Conf yeah you, girl. <laughs> yeah thank you. you exactly so i think looking out for those things in contracts too that's a big thing for creators yeah. that we overlook too we just think about post and get paid but it's also exclusivity how long you have to be exclusive with the brand how long are they are they going to use your picture to run ads on it um you know what's the turnaround do they need the you know these brands would be like so we need true. the video tomorrow yeah like, okay yeah right <laughs> like i don't have a life come on <laughs> and and like you want to plan it out you want to make sure that you have the best of the best when you're recording something like you you uh, don't want to just like fast forward and do it but yeah that's true like there's many layers to it there's there's definitely the contract having an attorney look through it even mm. yourself like sometimes if you read an, a contract yourself you can pick up things that the lawyer does yeah 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 just <laughs> crazy like you know what i'm saying yeah um even payment terms, like some some people will be like, oh, you'll get paid in three months. That's a Excuse big me? one. <laughs> uh, what have, language is this? I have rent. Rent Gibberish. is due. Gibber. Nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> Straight up nonsense. What? Nonsense. That's three months. You read the fine print. You wouldn't know. You'd be waiting. You'd be thinking the next week you can get paid. No, it's not till three months later. Mm. Oh, there's certain yeah, things that's yeah, true. to look so, out for. Yeah. Okay, but wait, 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 hold on. We we fast forward a bit. Okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. So you got your master's degree, and then what happened? What's the story of Dre? What happens next? Oh my gosh. Oh, it takes me down memory lane. I don't know what happened next. After I got my master's, it was the beginning of God just opened up a lot of opportunities for me. The first major thing I got to do was TikTok chose me to speak at Cannes Lions Festival of Creativity. I saw that. Mm -hmm. I saw that. Big. Was, girl, girl, big when I tell you, that was literally like a week after graduation, they flew me out to France and I was on stage with Glitter and Lasers, Anna O'Brien, an awesome content creator. And we were in front of a, a crowd of like 2,000 people, you know, just talking about our content creator journey. Literally just me telling them what I'm telling you now on the podcast the growth from the grind to the impact we make as content creators and why it's important for marketers to come on TikTok and advertise. And I tell you, this is what a lot of people don't know this. That was the, that was the key beginning of brands coming on TikTok because of that moment on stage that me and Anna were talking about. We were telling wow. them how much, how impactful millennials and Gen Z are and how like TikTok is so organic and authentic and the, the kind of progress they can make as a brand on tiktok and after that girl the brands were coming on tiktok like crazy yeah that, no that's true it, i think that's just a, the trend and the progression of social the effects of social media period mm -hmm. like you know before we're used to seeing commercials on tv and it was just like wow okay we don't know these people whatever but when you see somebody you love that you relate to yes and they're speaking your language and they're mm -hmm. they're showing you the product and they're they're showcasing it to you wow like what a difference yeah more it's more real it, it feels more natural and like sometimes you're just so happy for like you know a lot of people see creators doing a lot of new businesses and and, and they don't want 
want to talk about it because they're like, oh, I don't want to be salesy, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> like a lot of times people want to support you. Like, damn, yeah. you're doing the damn thing. Like, oh you know? my God. Oh yeah. That's yeah. like, I feel that too. I feel that a lot. Even like, don't like, be shy about your success. Like, don't be shy about, you know, creating a business. Like, don't be shy about making money. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like, yeah, it, 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 is, it also like, inspires people too when they see creators do big things, you know, because I will lie as you're saying that I'm like thinking of I'm like, I'm very shy about my success. I like I, I it's like a if my mom is just a very humble person and my dad, too. So that trait came on me and it's like humility needs to go out the door. We need to we need to talk about the, our accomplishments so other people who are trying to get to where we are can feel motivated. Like if she can do it, I can do it, too. Exactly. So, There's so many younger girls that like don't think that this is a field that you can you know live through yes, and treat yes. as a, a job and a business and a lifestyle but mm -hmm. you know like people don't get to see people like me and you you know doing it and like doing it big and so it's yeah. really important to like showcase so many different sides like so many different businesses and yeah. so many accomplishments like these mm -hmm. are positive things for our communities these it are is. good things yes. and there's nothing like you should be shy about when it Definitely. comes to that thank you i agree i agree so yeah like that's that was the the can lines thing was like the first major thing that I was able to do after masters and it was so cool because like they had my picture on the billboard not picture on um, like so proud my, of my TikTok on the billboard <laughs> thank you so much my heart is so warm <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then um after that it was just now that I realized okay Drea this is full time you got to go hard and that's what I did I started doing like a lot of videos with like from teaching my friends Nigerian slangs. And I saw those. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Thank I you. Love that. Thank you. you know, I always got to bring the culture in there because, you know, of that, course. That's, that's the biggest. Me growing up, the things I was made fun of was being taller than all the guys I had crushes on and <laughs> being having a strong Nigerian accent when I first moved from Nigeria to America. And those things that were their people were using to put me down is what I brought to social media. And that's what's making me thrive, you know? Wow. Like, it's, 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 it's amazing because I found, I found my home online. I found my community online just by being my authentic self. So, girl, I'm teaching everyone Nigerian slang. I'm teaching people Nigerian dances. I'm, you know, going to different cultures, trying their food. I'm a big fan of culture. And that's, what's, that's what I finally was, you know, people say, like, figure out your brand. It's not an easy thing to do. And it took me a long time to finally figure out, you know, my brand is about, living authentically myself and and just like amplifying my culture which is literally who i am and people can relate to that so and that's that's a brand in itself like it doesn't have to be such a box like hey i am a tech reviewer like it does not yeah. have to be that solid like you could literally go on share your experiences make people laugh be yeah. yourself and like that's all you need and that's what's literally. crazy yeah I love that. <laughs> and that's true because like you know growing up i i always just say like damn like i grew up in the era where instagram where it was like if you made it on instagram it was because you were an insta model oh yeah i, yeah, I yeah. could not relate like i i remember being quirky i remember being a nerd um <laughs> Same curly hair, okay. same big eyes of Come confusion. <laughs> and I just remember the biggest people were the people that were like the the people that were like hot the baddies. and half naked oh, and blah, blah blah. And I like I didn't fit in there, and I oh. didn't feel like I could relate to anybody. Yeah, you show up half naked on Instagram, my mom will say, <gasps> "Will whoop your butt." She will Shut whoop up. your butt. <laughs> I'm when I wear a tank top, I get like a three-hour phone call. Nobody knows this, but a tank top. My mom's like, "Why you have to do this? Your video's not gonna do good." So you're why you're showing skin. God doesn't like skin. <laughs> you're going 
going to hell. Yeah, I she, love her. <laughs> she's intense. She's the intense. guilt. The guilt. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel happy that I can do, I can, I can create something that people of my culture, my religion are yeah. proud of. I don't have to do that mainstream way. I can literally be myself. I can show up in a robe. I can show yes, up with my hair yes, messed up. You know, I can be yes. me. And like people, it's all about really, relative. Relatability. Relatability. I got you back, girl. I got you. I got you. We we got each other. (laughs) No, I agree. I I really do. I really do agree. Like, because if everyone, if everyone is trying to be one particular way, then everyone's just going to be talking to the, like speaking the same thing. And it's like, it's not relatable. Like, how can I relate? Yeah. And that's, and that's why I'm really big on like, I love when I see brands highlighting different communities, you know, being more inclusive with every, cause like, before to your point instagram was just about if you're not instagram baddie you're not making it if you're not wearing those mm-hmm. fashion over jeans you're not making it like and it's like not everyone is that way everyone yeah. has a different personality so it's nice just to finally see especially through video content i would say video content has helped TikTok change the in game. general change the game to just be more true win true because yourself. when 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 tiktok came out and made video because i remember like i could never showcase my personality like i could through a video Yes, okay, and I can yes. never get the reactions or talk to people except through video. So when video, video came through, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, beasts like us came out from the dark. You know what I'm right, saying? Like it was right. our time to shine. It was right. Awesome. I yeah. remember I even when I was posting a lot of pictures on Instagram. Not not posting a lot of pictures. I would never post pictures on Instagram, but I only post videos. And my sister would be like, "Why post some pictures? Post pictures?" And I'm like, "I don't know." So when reels came out, I'm like, "This is this is our time." It's, yep. it's, it's our era. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Another thing that I love about your profile, you're Nigerian American. You showcase like a lot of things in your culture. You share the language. You share so much laughter and experiences with people. I can relate. Uh, yes, I'm North African. I'm Egyptian, but I can relate. I know exactly when you said, oh, I have African parents. I had to get a degree, blah, blah, blah. Uh, me and you are sisters at this I'm point. Telling, we, we are. The, we have the I, same story. It's exactly why I followed you. When I was seeing your post too with your mom that you would do, I'm like, I can't relate so well. This, I feel like your mom is my mom. My mom is your mom. She is her, her, she. Like, I can relate so hard to it. Yeah. I feel like, and that's the thing, like, a lot of people with immigrant parents, first generations, or just immigrants alone, we have we connect over the same struggles of having strict parents or having so many rules growing up or having, we just connect off that um, Dude, the story. That's what I word, thought you know? growing up. I was a freak of nature. I thought I was like, cause all my friends in high school, like I went from a very strict, like Islamic private school to yeah. public school. Okay. Oh, wow. And so I, I grew up with the same people all my life, like grades one through nine. And then when I moved to public school, I was shell shocked. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, there's so many different people out here and blah, blah. Like this, the culture shock. Definitely. Yeah. And I like in public school, a lot of people's parents, parents were like more relaxed. Like they could mm. do whatever kids were cutting school. Like I was learning about all these <laughs> things I could never do in private school in a small setting. You're like freedom. So, um, yeah. yeah so a lot of times like when my mom would be like calling at 9 p.m screaming oh, i'm gonna call you i'm be like this on the phone with scared i'm like um guys i gotta go and they wouldn't understand like i, I didn't really like i couldn't explain immigrant parent problems to a lot of the american like yeah. straight up only american kids they they just knew my mom was crazy they knew yeah. my mom was crazy even our neighbors our neighbors would because <laughs> my mom sometimes <laughs> would stand outside with the a broom and a, or a mop, 
screaming in Arabic. Mama Fett standing outside the house with a broom, with her her robe and everything, screaming. I'm standing there begging in English. I'm like, please don't do this. Neighbors lined up, just shocked. Like they're all in shock. Oh my god. I wish I was your neighbor. My grandma no. would have had the time of her life because my grandma, she would, she didn't speak English. She just came to America to help, like, take care of us. And my mom was working. And she would literally sit down outside and get all the tea of the neighbor. She knew <laughs> everybody's gossip. Oh, my gosh. She would have loved to be neighbors with you guys. Oh, she would have had gossip for days. She would have known days. everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It, it. it was something. It was something for sure. So I, I, I really, like, love that I could see your, your experiences and how similar they are growing up. Because a lot of times growing up through high school and going it's, going through college, I started to like discover myself and find people who were like me. Yeah. But a lot of times, I was like, I, I was like the unstable. You feel like, like you yo, didn't I gotta fit go. In, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I couldn't feel like I fit in. I couldn't. That's feel so like funny because when I the one I remember of my mom in high school was I was at a party, and my mom came to the party instead of her to just oh. find me. Listen, I'm I'm tall. I'm over six feet. You can find me easily. <laughs> but she went to the DJ. I said, Andrea, okay, okay. Come to the DJ booth right now. And I was like, this is a joke. This is a joke. My life. Yeah. So Damn. yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's one of the experiences I remember. My mom embarrassing me. Oh uh, my God. Well, let me, uh, let me since we're in a sharing mood, I got a yeah. story for you. <laughs> Come on, bring it up. <laughs> so in private school, I had like a yellow bus. Okay, this is a little embarrassing. I had a yellow <laughs> bus that would come pick me up every single day from my house yeah. and drop me off at school. I never really took the subway or nothing. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now when I'm in public school, we had orientation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Orientation is when they give you the overall rules of the school. They True. like you you get introduced to some of the teachers whatever so my parents i was telling them i was like please don't come to orientation like please because i already knew they were like they were coming embarrassed they were yeah they were coming to embarrass me they were overworked they were like we want to see what this is about we want to meet everybody i was like oh my (laughs) god so we're in the auditorium it's like 400 people okay they're talking about metro cards and how everybody has to take the subway so i'm like please just shut up you're talking too much to the guy my parents they're like any questions my parents shoot their hands up i'm like i'm oh, no. standing in horror so then they pick on my parents they're like yes uh and my father goes listen my daughter over here she takes the yellow bus every day do you have yellow bus service for her and he's pointing at me i couldn't All even eyes like, on you Yo, the whole auditorium turns around like, who's this that has to take the yellow bus? I'm like, I'm I'm turning red. I'm like, okay, this is, I'm never going to make friends. And then the the teacher or whatever goes, I'm sorry, yellow bus is like for special needs. (laughs) So, so it's only getting... disappear yeah and oh i wish God. it was over but like you know how the parents like it was because they got picked they had follow-up questions and my dad was like but she's used to taking the oh mm-hmm. my God, i was mm-hmm. dying i was it was mm-hmm. the longest like three minutes of my life <laughs> yeah Lord. and then for the next three years i worked so hard to make sure they never showed up to the school i never got <laughs> the yellow bus <laughs> Good, you are your best favorite. Maybe that's why they did that. Do you think we're gonna be? Do you think we're gonna be parents? Like, do you think we're gonna be like our parents, like embarrassing our kids? 
Do you think so? I definitely want to embarrass the how you know all this trauma I went through. I want to lay on my kid because you know without this trauma I would have this personality. I wouldn't I be this, this yeah, the yeah. crazy nut that I am. You know, yeah. it adds flavor, it adds layers, it adds some, some resilience. Spice. Yes, it does. It makes them strong. It makes them strong. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm definitely gonna embarrass my kids. I think it's gonna be in a way of like strict. But also, I'm going to be embarrassing them by trying to be the cool parent. I can see that. Mm. I can see myself being old and trying to be young forever. Be like, hey, what, what dance y'all doing? The whoa? And you be like, mom. Where's the party? That's like, yeah, where's the party at? Hey. Like, oh, is that Drea's mom again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can see myself. You know, if I don't have any care from for right now while I'm doing social media videos, like when I get older, I, you know, you care less as you grow up. You're just yeah. like, all right, you know, definitely. I don't have that care no more. I just think like, let's and record it and have a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see how it goes. I love it. For sure, for sure. Okay, so when you when you started meeting people in LA, because a lot of content creators, you know, that that is their goal. They want to go to LA and make it big. Did you think that the creators that you met were was it overhyped? Were they genuine? Did you meet a lot of like people that were you like, yo, this isn't nah nah nah. You Damn. don't. You know, the genuine people are hard to find out here in LA. Are hard to find. That's why people you see people who are like that have their clicks of filming. Yeah. It's not because they're trying to be snobby, it's because when you open yourself to people outside of your circle, you don't know who's actually there because of you or trying to get something out of you or trying to use you for something. So that's why people just stick to their own people. Um, for me, mm. I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like when I go to these events, oh, you know the most annoying pe- thing about events in LA? Let me tell you something. Let me those hear ev- it. Social media events, you see people, they're like, oh my God. First of all, they can either pretend like they don't remember who you are. That's already disrespectful on its own. Oh God. Or they'd be like, oh my God, so good to see you. How have you been? Good, good. How have you been? Good, good. Oh my God, we should get brunch sometime. It never happens. But they always say, we should get lunch sometime. We should do drinks sometime. Never happens. <laughs> the people like that, I'm telling you, I've, every event I go to and I see people I haven't seen in a long time, it's always the same thing. We should do brunch. Never happens. But mm. yeah, yeah. Overall though, LA, I think when I first started, when I first got to LA, I got excited over like the different like celebrities I, I'll meet at parties. Like mm. I remember one time I was like Chris Brown's party and it was amazing. Ooh, yeah. fine. Did um, you get to I get close Kiki, to him? I didn't actually, but I got to see Kiki Palmer, who I love. Okay. Um, She's, she seems like a sweetheart. She was. She was a sweetheart. She was really sweet. I was like, it was Halloween, so I didn't know it was her. And I was like, oh my God, Kiki. She's like, yeah, girl, it's me. I'm like, nice to meet you. I love you so much. She was super nice. Um, Just meeting the celebrities are the fun part about LA. And after when you live here for so long, it does get old. Unless you're meeting like someone like Beyonce, then it's like, whoa, cool. But um, Mm. the content creator space, I would say thankful because of TikTok, they have become more nicer and collaborative. Like the TikTok creators that you meet. It's always like, hey, what's up, girl? I see my For You page. Yay. You're like, cool, cool, cool. Like at VidCon this year, I went to VidCon. and because it was mostly TikTokers and not the typical YouTubers, because YouTubers, <laughs> yeah. YouTubers they their own they're head and not that level in their head. Mm. I don't know. Maybe in real life they are, yes, too. But um, but the TikTokers are more down to earth and be like, oh my god, I saw my for you page. Hugs. We should collaborate sometime. And they actually do collaborate. Cool. So it was cool to have that experience. Now things are changing up in the influencer space. But in the beginning. Meeting a lot of creators were cool, but I just stuck to the people that I knew. Like I have my, my creator friends, I have my church friends, I have my my party friends, I have um, the, my entrepreneurship friends from school to mm. so just keep me grounded, you know. And then you you do you mix groups? No, you separate them. 
I try not to, but it gets stressful on my birthdays because then I'm like, hey, <laughs> I have to invite all these people or I do like <laughs> separate separate events for each group oh of friends. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, so did did you, you know, as a woman in the space, do you feel like outnumbered? Do you feel alone sometimes? I don't know. In the comedy space, of course, there's not that many. There's not that many female comedians, but there are a lot more coming up and are being more seen now, I would say. So I will say I feel alone because there is a lot more space opening doors. And I, I see like people like you that have come up and like people like Grace Africa, people like um, the list goes on. I can't think of people. But there's definitely doors being opened up more. But of course, there's a, still a male dominant space. You, you yeah. Can't, you can't can't lie so i'm in the i'm in the space where i'm like yeah you know a lot of times i do feel lonely okay so as an arab american content creator a lot of times i'm like damn like you know even the male content like comedy guys i'm like yeah they're all right like you know what i mean like, <laughs> I don't so funny. like but that's not, like i i like that i have that confidence because i'm like yo i want to one-up like the men like yeah, i want to show yeah. out for the women like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah okay they got they got some cool videos but i could do things way better and oh, i definitely. have way more relate yeah, and i like, feel I'll like the, the females support us more i would say for yeah. sure yeah. for sure women mm -hmm. rock with women a lot more definitely and so I, i'm in the in between where i'm like you know it does get lonely sometimes because like even for like events and things like that I, I, a lot of times i feel outnumbered or like the female comedy content creators that i know are very scattered like for instance, like we don't all live in one area, so it's like very rare that we connect or collaborate. But that's then a good that, point. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. So it's hard. I didn't and think then, about that. That that everyone yeah. is so. I didn't think about that aspect of everyone being so scattered. And the collaborative aspect to collaborate with each other. The female comedians are like either they're in like New York or West Coast or like down south or whatnot. You know. Yeah. And I know some big ones in Canada. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm, I'm on the other side. On the other side, I'm like, oh, damn, this feels nice, though, because, you know, you're a rare commodity. Like, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good thing to stand out. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, it ain't too bad on this side because, you know, God's blessings are flowing. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you like, are unicorns. damn right. You yeah. are damn, that is definitely, so... <laughs> And Unicorn? we have to take advantage of it now because as I won't lie, like 10 years from now, we're going to look back in these interviews and really realize that we are pioneers in our communities. Cause there's not, like you said, there's not that many of you in the Arab space, you know, doing comedy yeah. like that females for me, in the Nigerian space is not, that many females, at least the ones I know. They're a lot in Nigeria, but not the Nigerian American ones. Exactly. So. Okay. Okay. So that's a big detail that I. Okay. Okay. Thank God you're here. Yeah, well, thank yeah. God we're running off of each other. Because <laughs> let me say that there are a lot of Arab uh, comedy content creators, but to be you know mixed, where we're like first generation, you know, mm -hmm. that is very rare. That is something that you know mainstream here we don't see a lot of representation. Mainstream here we don't see a lot like us on TV. We don't see us yeah, on Netflix. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. so it's hard hard for us out here so Definitely. but it's also good for us out here you know because because when they need that one one um uh diversity diversity checkbox check they're like mate drea <laughs> we yeah, 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 we're coming on. Keep, keep it coming to us but yeah. you know and, that, and that's when 
we when we enter, we can bring our people inside. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. There you go. So yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like people, little girls will be looking up to you. Like, okay, so she's been here. She's been to this event. She's Drea has a podcast. Drea yeah. is a speaker. Drea yes. is a content creator, and she got her masters. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. what am I like? If she did it, I could do it too. Yeah, so that's really important. And you know, okay, so that brings me to another question. Like, have you ever been to a space where you're like, damn, I know I'm just checking off a box because yeah. okay, this whoa, yeah. okay. So yeah. like, you know, when you're accepted to an event, if you really were invited to be there, cause I really wanted you to be there or, you know, you were invited cause they needed that quota. Oh yeah, definitely. It happens all the time. I mean, more for me is the, the brands when certain brands reach out and they just want to, you know, check that box. I can always tell. Cause I'm like, this is, this is not even aligned with something that I, I usually post or aligned with a brand that I would usually work with, but you coming to me. I just know you're just trying to check that box. And it's actually quite irritating. I hate when brands do that. At least at least cover it up and make it subtle. But when it's a when you come in there trying to check the box as a flex, honey, I mean, mm. yes, I, I need the coins. So maybe, yes, I'll walk. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, yeah. No, I don't, but I don't. This, that's part of the respect. Like, if they respect you, they'll, they'll compensate you accordingly. Like, if they respect your grind and they respect what you have to offer, they will. Yeah. But if they don't... yeah. I, I had um, an experience, and this is why I'm rooting for a lot of content creators to have. That's why I started a podcast to have for people to have knowledge as a content creator behind the scenes, the business side. Because there was a time when it was during like Fashion Week, probably two years ago. This brand, a major, major sports brand, were like, we want to work with just creators of color for for this, you know, Fashion Week line that we're doing. And I'm like, oh, excited, yes. I get on the call with them, and they tell me their budget. They told me their budget is only. 2000 and that's what we're paying every single body and i was like wait a minute so you're telling me your budget is only 2000 per creator but then you have creators who have millions of followers you have creators who have you know on a lower tier mm. medium tier and you're going to pay them all the same and i know they're probably not being honest but it mm. made me it rubbed me the wrong way because the amount of work they were asking for the amount of work they wanted like four posts then you have to design your own line you have to also what? go ahead and, and take pictures with it and model it and, and i'm like are y'all gonna, gonna give me the budget for a photographer all these type of things they're like no we just want to you know amplify black creators <laughs> or you know, amplify creators of color and i'm like mm. if yeah y'all, if y'all gonna do it that's what i mean like if you're gonna do that kind of campaign do it right do it yeah. right and actually have the budget to pay people their worth, you know, because even though sometimes brands look at creators of color like, oh, you know, diversity inclusion checkbox, it's like, no, we are we are the thought leaders, we are the trendsetters, we are the ones who are, you know, actually people want to copy what we're doing. So exactly. pay us our worth. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and it, it just started like now all these companies want to like get on the culture train or get on the diversity train. So it's like mm-hmm. a cool thing to see like people that we never used to see in big campaigns and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, like it's exciting, but at the same time you have to be careful. And I learned this a hard way cause I got screwed over badly sometimes. And I was like, damn, like I just checked off this box and like, yeah. you know I think what I'm there was like, one, I, I think I saw you post about that too. The one, the red carpet thing that you did. Yeah. I was oh, so pissed. Yeah. I was so pissed. Yeah. I, I went yeah. to, I reported, I forgot what company that was, but I went to their TikTok and reported their page. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to do my people like that. I, I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like that kind of stuff, but yes, but on a positive notes. Yeah. 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 I don't want to even like bring that up. Yeah. Or whatever. yeah. <laughs> but I, I just felt like, you know, I got into this 
I got excited about the opportunity. I was like, yo, I'm representing for all of the Middle East. They're sending me out from the Middle East. I'm like, okay, finally, let's mm-hmm. get it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I get there, and then it's just like, of course, like, they're not taking care of me or helping me create the content that I that would make my audience proud. Uh, Felt like crap about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what to do. I was like in an awkward position. And then everybody's like, yo, you've been talking about this. Where's the content? And so I just... I, just had, had a mental breakdown about not, it. I just had to, I just had to explain myself because, like, I felt guilty. Like, I, I, you know, for the people that were waiting, excited, and like, you know, it was a big deal. And then it's not yeah. a big deal actually. So whatever. But it's yeah, not, no, it was a really good learning lesson. I will say I, I, I respect you for how transparent you are with your audience. You know, because you really are like that's that level of trust for you to open up and tell them something like that. It's like. That shows real love. That even built. I think it builds more credibility. It builds more connection with you and your fo- your followers, and that's why they love you so much. Because it's like, yo, May kept the real with us, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. And I, I try so hard to like. I don't know. This is another thing with with comedy. I try so hard to just always make people laugh that I never take a second to like share the downs that much with my audience. Like maybe I'll yeah. like share it in a funny way. Like I'm like, okay, let me make this funny so people laugh mm-hmm. about my pain. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Let's laugh. Like, yeah. This is how I have mental issues. I'm like, we can laugh about it. I'm drowning. Let's laugh. Me too. <laughs> but sometimes it's, it's good to show the balance. Do you ever feel stuck in a box as a yeah. comedian? You ever feel yeah, stuck for sure. And when you try to like explore things outside of your, your realm, like if, like I would always, I would have, this year, one of my goals was like to do more tall girl fashion. And I try to do it in the videos tanked. And I'm like, oh man, I guess that's not what people want. People just wanted me to do ha ha ha, make them laugh. But then I have to think about myself. And I'm like, no, we're very talented individuals. We have so many flavors, so many flavors and levels of Drea that needs to be shown. So if I need to show that vulnerable side, y'all gonna get that vulnerable post and it's gonna, and it's gonna be seen by your your real loyal followers it might not be seen by a viral masses but the people who actually love and care about you will see that post and you know treasure it so that's how i'm like you know what whatever kind of content i want to dabble it i'm gonna dabble in it y'all gonna take it or leave it as it is you know so that's true 100 percent. and i i remember like when i moved from new york and i got married because i i had built up my profile doing comedy with my mom at home or whatever would happen single girl comedy and then i completely shifted within four months i got married i moved i have my mom around i'm like i'm like for me it was like a journey and now I couldn't keep like I couldn't be married and live at home and not live my life. So hell no, I moved. <laughs> Thank God, I moved yeah. out from that psychopath. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, mom. From my mom's house, and then I started to live life and I started to transition. And like you know, as you grow, your audience grows too. Who the hell wants to see like a young single girl? All the like you can't keep with yeah. that same thing. You can't box yourself in. So I'm mm-hmm. very grateful that for me, like that transition and being transparent and like growing with my audience yes. didn't like affect anything. If anything, it helped a lot. I and so like that. I think with creators, we we have like a lot a big fear of like, damn, I keep doing this thing. It's very successful. I tried something new. It sucks. I, I just say like, yo, you're you're hitting a new audience. You're hitting a new topic. It, like very just true. keep going with it. You can mix it in. Like, you don't have very to, like, true. be very dramatic yeah. about your shifts either. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be, like, a whole complete right turn or left turn, you know? It's like, yeah. you know, throw those videos every once in a while. Try mixing it in. And then, you know, there was a, there's a saying, too, for it. Oh, I forgot what it is. It's a your hero video versus your 
oh, I'm sorry, I can't remember the word. But the hero video is the content that people just love. Like for you, your hero video is when you're posting your content with your mother. That's the one your your OG followers know you and they know you as that duo, right? Yeah. And then your it's not subliminal, but the hero video versus the sub video, something like that. It's just for your videos that you know that you're transitioning into. You you throw them in there now and then. But every mm. once in a while, you want to put back your hero video. So yeah. to to give the example better, I know how to do it for myself. Um, my hero videos are the sketch comedy and the teaching people Nigerian slangs. I don't mm -hmm. post that every day, but they're going to get that at least a couple times, you know, every now and then. But in the middle, I'm throwing, you know, my travel video because your girl likes to travel. Y'all going to see Hell me yeah. travel, okay? <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Oh, you prepare to be sick of me. <laughs> prepare to be sick of me. Sick of me. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> exactly. So hero versus, you know, so that way I don't feel like I'm stuck in that comedy box. And I can also show my talents every now and then, you know. So. True. And you know, like, yes, I have OG videos and I have things that I know work and people love, but there's so many times I was shocked because I tried something new out of the box that I never do. And it went freaking yes. insane. Yes. Like, uh -huh. Things with no effort, things that I didn't even like, think about, <laughs> things that I, like skits, skits, you edit, you plan, all this stuff. Like sometimes I just be blah, 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 yeah. blah. It's some audio now. Like what? It's, it's the relatability, man. Because it, it feels more real and easy to recreate when it's overly produced it's like scroll like child this is too much this was too much work they can tell i don't know if people can tell you're trying too hard which i don't believe in like trying to because you should always try your best but some, mm. it's just something about it just being easy the barrier of entry to recreate that video is easy and the message the storytelling that you're telling the video is just more organic that they can relate with that's that's and I because like there are times Mind when blowing. you said the editing you edit and you film and da 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 because I, I live in LA and we my friends and I we rent out like studios so now that we have a little bit more coins in our budget we want <laughs> we want to, we want to stand out within our niche right and that niche of comedy we want to make sure our videos stand out so we rent out like studio sets that we rented out like an airplane set once rented out like a hospital or a jail set to create I those. saw, wait, hold on. Mm -hmm. You did, I have to share this with everybody. If, oh, guys, yes. if you don't know Dre, you have to check her out because she's hilarious. I just saw this oh, skit you. that you did, okay? Where you were helping somebody. I don't want to ruin the whole thing. This was <laughs> genius. This was so funny. I was literally chuckling out loud. Like she had a patient, her shift was done. And then whatever she did after that was hilarious. That was like so <laughs> relatably, crazily funny. And the way you portrayed it, so good so thank good. you thank Loved you it. a little bit Loved of dark humor in there you know and Definitely that's dark and, humor. and i would say that's that's one of the things of me trying something different because i don't usually do dark dark humor a lot of my humor is very like happy fun wholesome but i was like man my brain is working like this today let me do this and edit and post and it's it has like 13 million views on tiktok right now I love it. Um, it's like one of my favorites right now. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You, you inspired me. Like if I, I'll try to think of some sick, dark humor like that. <laughs> and <tag> you. Yes, <laughs> Inspired <did>. by Drea. <laughs> I would be honored. <laughs> so, okay. I, I feel like there's a lot of positive with this that we talked about, but what are some of the cons that you go through? The cons I go to, um, definitely getting anxious about coming up with ideas. I can instantly answer that question because that is something I'm actually going through right now. And I won't lie to you. That's why I was reading my journal, kind of like, you know, get back to what is my purpose? What are things, what are my interests? And you know, what do I like? Cause like having to keep up with coming up with fresh content ideas sometimes is not easy and it can take a toll on me because when I don't feel creative, I feel my, like my world is spiraling down. 
But then when I get those ideas, I'm like, oh, I feel great again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I've been, I've been trying to work on that too of like, you know, from, you know, praying, journaling and tennis, playing tennis help, helps me out more because what started off as a hobby is content creating. And now that's my job. And I'm like, okay, now when people ask me what my hobby is, I don't have anything to say, which it is still consecrating. But now tennis is kind of like a stress reliever. I get out, I free, whatever. But I say one of the cons is like trying to stay creative all the time. Like yeah. nonstop. Your brain is, my brain is always taking content, 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 content. Yeah. You know? A hundred percent. I could see exactly what you're saying. Back in New York versus now, like back in New York, I used to go to the gym, work mm -hmm. out because I needed to. Come and on. then I would just shoot content sit down, edit it myself. So a lot of times I was sitting and like the gym would be the, the relief. And then at night I'd mm. go like get something to eat sweet or pick something up and like, mm -hmm. you know, de-stress. And then the next day would be so stressful. Like it, that was my thing. Now I like, I find it cause I'm in a different state. Like sometimes I'll squeeze, I'll sit in this room. Sometimes I'll squeeze my brain. I'll look at videos. I'll be like, what's mm. popping now? Like, you know, and then like, I realize the times where I go travel, I live my life or I'm outside, I'm socializing. You get yeah. so much inspiration by what's around you like you relax more your mind's yes, at ease but uh, yes we do get into these crumbs because i'm like yo today i have to be funny today i have to post something if i don't post anything i'm behind like yeah no i know it's crazy but like literally that's how hard i work at my craft like i'm it. sure that that's exactly it, how yeah. you work too yeah definitely you know I, like i can relate to that a lot um yeah. because it's 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 being able to i think it's when someone said you quit your nine to five to work for 24 hours, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, content creator, like, especially if you're doing, like, your content too, even though our content is comedy, there's a lot of our life that involves with it. So it's lifestyle content. And when you're filming, when your life is your content, when are you taking your break? Yeah. You know? So being, I'm learning, this is something I'm learning new. I'm learning how to set boundaries to be able to know, okay, the boundary is at a certain time, I'm just going to scroll online just for fun. Cause most, like you said, you're scrolling through TikTok to get inspiration. I'm scrolling yeah. every time I'm scrolling, it's trying to get inspiration, but it's like no, learn how to turn it off. Maybe watch, listen to a podcast, watch TV, watch a show. I love mm -hmm. watching rom coms that make me cry. It makes me so happy. I don't know why. <laughs> but, but you What's know, your favorite rom com. Favorite rom com. I, right. I would say the one I just recently watched. Not my favorite all time. My favorite one I just watched right now was. Oh, actually, is it Indian Wedding? Is it called? Is this recently came out on Netflix? But it was it's about this couple that they they just go they did a fake relationship going from one Indian wedding to another. It's so sweet. I cried. Oh. And the ending was amazing. It was beautiful. I didn't even watch it. Yet. I want, I need to watch this. Girl, I'll send it to you after this. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> so good. Yeah, cheesy and cute. But yeah, setting boundaries is very important. Um, yeah. What's another downside of being a content creator? I think that setting boundaries is the pressure of posting. Of course, like you know, yeah. you got to be consistent. Do you get oh. a lot of hate? Mm, only if my video goes viral outside of my community. That's when the really? hate rolls in. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thank I think thankful for that. Um, I don't know if maybe because I have some filters off. I have, you know, on TikTok you can filter out certain words so I don't see those comments if they come in, you know? Okay. Like some some of the comments because a lot I used to get a lot of comments about my teeth because my they're very gapped out. So like wow. I'll get comments about like was she chewing rocks with with her teeth? I'm like, dang, yo, take it easy. Dude, that's a little spaced out, okay? <laughs> but So I filtered dang. out the comment like teeth. So now I don't see those comments anymore. So that's like Because it would bother you, huh? Yeah, like, come on. So I guess I wouldn't know if I'm getting hate comments because I filtered that out. How about, how about you? 
I read everything. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so listen, I, I've been conditioned. Like, I, I know growing up, like, well, doing this, ever since I started doing this, I had, like, a very positive attitude. And especially because I did it with my mom starting off, I knew I wasn't doing anything out of pocket. And we were doing something very positive. So I'm like, when I would read that, I'm like, okay, you're stupid. Okay, <laughs> like, in my head. Yeah. And I would never give them the time of day. I would never respond. Sometimes it gets to you, though. Like, I'm not going like, to act like it never does. Sometimes like, I'm like, I just do something simple and people are laughing and then this one nasty person writes like they're just miserable with their life they're like oh but you sh you are doing this and this is you, you suck blah blah and i'm just uh. like you suck too okay yeah. whatever right yeah 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 nice comeback <laughs> yeah whatever yeah and but like you can't care too much you have to have that i don't care and that's it's sad because like you get numb, but at the same time, I spend a lot of energy on the people that write positive yeah. comments. No, I'm telling you, if you, That's what I spend if, time if you look at it, when you get that one hit comment, I don't know why, but the mind just wants to automatically why? just focus on it versus the thousands of comments that are all good. Yeah. And that's why you have to start programming your mind. Like that one person probably in their basement living alone, single and miserable. And that's why they're coming to attack you. That's how you got to look at it like that. Yeah. Or just immediately delete it. Before you, once you read it, delete. Because then when oh, you delete I it, you can't even see, go back to see who that person was. You just, I just keep going. Yeah. Uh, you just, a tip for you, you could try that out. <laughs> well, I, I never delete it because then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to give them the time of day. I'm not going to respond. They want to get under my skin. And you know what? I'm going to keep it because it, now you're helping my engagement. Now you're helping Ooh! me out. How about that? Ooh! Yes, come you thought on. You, was me? you thought you was hurting me. My, my haters You're making me famous. You're helping me. <laughs> You're helping me continue because now the number went up by an extra comment. So thank you. Damn you. right. I love yeah. it. Heck yeah. yeah. That's good. Oh, you, Heck got, yeah. you got me. You got got. <laughs> well, but well, the joke's on you, fool. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Dang. I'm gonna practice yeah. that now. <laughs> yeah. I just leave it. <laughs> I'm sweaty a little bit from the laugh. That's, that was a good laugh. Thank uh -uh. you. So, ladies and gentlemen, comedians. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so what's what's the overall goal? You're planning, you're plotting. I know you're very strategic. What is like Drea's dream? Okay, before I answer that dream. See how my inner Oprah kicked in? I turned into like, yeah, I said a dream. Well, yeah, the tone, that, yeah, the tone changed. The tone yeah. got softer. So what I'm working on now, which is launching by mid to end September, is my TikTok course. So I've had a TikTok course in the past, and I launched that in 2020. But TikTok has changed immensely. And people's True. lives has changed so much because of TikTok. And people deserve an updated version of that course that's more in-depth, more about how to create great outstanding short form videos and literally a to d a to z on how to handle tiktok how to build your brand how to figure out your niche how to you know use trending audios create tra engaging videos a to z is on that course level up with tiktok that one i'm launching next month and i really was not going to relaunch it i was not going to relaunch it because i'm like it's so much work launching a course so much work from the filming editing da, da, da. but i have a gift of being able to help people realize their potential and with that teaching aspect that I have. And it's like, if I don't do this, I'm doing a disservice to God for giving me this gift. So this is what mm. I'm working on for September um, to launch. And Amazing. I, I, I believe and I pray it's going to be a success. 
Uh, so that's a short-term goal. <laughs> but the long-term dream, my dream is to, when I, I, I've always had this dream that I, I'm giving a speech and it's like an auditorium filled with like thousands of people. And the people that are coming there, they're going through so much. They're like sad, depressed, anxiety, da 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 And they come to listen to my speech. And when they leave, they leave a gazillion times better. So that's Aww. like the ultimate dream. Of, I've, I've dreamt of that multiple times. Um, and I hope with public speaking, like that's something I can, you know, not probably, maybe it's going to be a TED Talk, who knows. But the end goal is to have my own show that's a mixture of like Ellen and Oprah show. So inspirational and also entertaining. That's the end goal. That would be sick. That's that would be yeah. sick. And I shall see it for you. Oh, girl, I shall yes. See it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, You'll be on I'm... it. You'll be on it. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh. There you go. <laughs> Definitely. So that's that's the that's the retirement goal, you know. No, listen, um, like like even listening to you talk, I'm very inspired. Oh, and I'm not you. just saying that because you're you're here I, on mm-hmm. my thing, on my show. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no, it's just that. like the little things that I feel like you're a person that goes through life, learns lessons and shares it with people. And that in itself is very inspiring. I love that. A lot of people don't do those simple things, you know, and it shows like when you give back, God blesses you a hundred times or Very a thousand much. times more. Very and much. so like, I see that for you, honestly, genuinely. Thank you. Oh, uh, Terry, I emotional. Appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Like this has been so good. And even like what you're doing too. this podcast, it's gonna, it's gonna touch a lot of people. I can only imagine the carpet. Cause you're a great interviewer. You're really, really? good at it. Yeah. Very much, very much, very personable. Um, easy to talk to. And I know the guests you're going to have on here. They're just going to be, it's going to be a breeze. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. Because, you yeah. know, like 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 we were talking about, you know, the gaps in the community and like we never see each other. And like I see your content, you see mine, but we never like I've never had a conversation with you. Yeah. Like I never knew how dope you actually were. Oh, I, I learned so many things about you. And like I just want people to know how we are outside of our one minute videos, outside of all the work that we put in for 15 seconds. And like you have so many layers to you and it's so beautiful. And I, I, I feel like we got to do a part two for, for know, sure. Right? Yeah. We have to do a part oh, two. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this was great. Oh yeah. my gosh. There is so much layers to all of us besides the, you know, little content we post, you know, so it's, it, it's shows like this help to bring those out. People to learn about each other. Uh, it's great. That's okay, awesome. so one one question I want to ask you quickly. Do you find it it's easier or harder to date as like a public figure? <laughs> girl, that's what I'm going to ask you because I'm going to need some tips how you find your man because, yeah. girl, I am struggling. I am struggling. When it comes to dating, first of all, I can't even tell them what I do because it's like, what do you, when I say content creator, they're like, oh, what's your socials? And I don't want to reveal all that at once because it's a lot. You know, when you go to our pages, as comedians, our energy is very high. And high. You know, it's it, and, and energy is not always that high like that all the time. So I want to unbox those layers slowly. So I always tell them like I'm in marketing, but then like if they already know my <laughs> socials, I don't know if they know. Like I've had men like this one guy we took him on a date in the car, played his music the entire time. End of the day, asked me, "Would you use it in your TikTok?" Oh, <gasps> girl, yes. Oh, yes. I am horrified right now. I'm horrified too. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, no, Are I'm you not. Serious? Good, good, yeah. So that's what that's what was actually the moment I stopped telling people about what I do. You and need I'll, to like, you need to share that. It's <laughs> a good I, story time. It is right. It really is. I should tell t- t- like dating fails, but dating, yeah, no, it, it's, you should. It's hard, especially living in LA. I would say because everyone here is chasing their dream. 
You know, you heard my story. We all yeah. moved here to chase something. So no one is here chasing love. You don't move to LA to chase love. You moved to Texas to chase love or like North Carolina or, you know, in the South, <laughs> you know, where people are actually like built on stability. And even as dating as a, someone who has influence, has a platform, has the money, is also a certain caliber of man that I need. That, that also exempts like half of them. And then you include the heights over six feet. I want uh, six, 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 two and above exempt so many of them. Damn. So long story short, if um, Max has any friends. So you're looking uh, for the 1% basically. Yeah. Okay. So I have some tips for you, girl. And oh. a lot of people ask me, they're like, yo, man, how did you do it? I, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's not a how to kind of thing. And I didn't even know I was going to end up with Max. Like this is definitely, listen, when I was single doing content creation, that's what I doubled down on being single. I would go on dates and I, I wouldn't like, sometimes I wouldn't be able to share the fail because I'm like, damn, they're watching right now. And like, this is an uncomfortable situation. And then at the same time they like, you know, going on dates with people who know who you are, you want to make sure you get your props, but you don't want to make sure it doesn't cross the line where it's like, uh, am I being mm. used right now? Mm. Is like, is he taking a video of me? Am I, yeah. what, what is yeah. happening yeah. right now? So I would be uh. paranoid. I'd be that person that would not go on dates that much or like if i did i'd go like i'd go and if someone knew me i was out i was out i was like nah you know too much yeah. <laughs> you know who my mom is right. I'm out. you know my whole family <laughs> family tree nope yeah yeah but you know for for me I, I i was genuinely lucky and i have such a great man because he does he does content creation as well and he started youtube way before me and I knew oh, wow. him as friends when he was starting off and I was like watching mm. his success and I'd be like, yo, I want that. Like I want, cause when he would step out, I remember like when he first dropped videos, yeah. people had so much respect for him and he was changing his community. He was Ooh, impacting it in a positive way. And so I would see all these things and like all these positive traits and I'm like, yo, I want that. And then like, I, I fell into my thing and he was watching and like, I, I, it just, it was like a come again together story. Yeah. But I will tell you, when I was single, I was in Home Depot. Let me tell you, investors <laughs> are in Home Depot. People who are building houses and projects are in Home Depot. <laughs> okay. Golf, golf cart, golf, uh, yeah. golf tournaments, yep, whatever they yep, are. Yep, I don't even know yep, what they are. Yep, golf tournaments. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People go to the club and the lounges. That's where the broke people are. Okay. I stay away from that. Okay. You're smart. So true. Those so, mainstream so places, that's where like people fronting go, you know? Yeah. But you gotta think of like real estate events. You gotta mm -hmm. think of like these real social estate events. <laughs> oh, girl, you are speaking my language. Let me get my notepad out. Let me I'm take telling notes. you, I'm telling you, sister, you gotta go where that the professionals is, are. Yo, that's so true. I, I always, I've really been wanting to take like golfing, um, yeah. a golf thing, whatever. Yeah, event, take the thing. thing, take the golf, mm. the, the golf whatever, thing, whatever they take play, it. whatever they call that, it. Take that. I remember even before, and not not to sound like a gold digger, because everybody already thinks I am. Guys, I want to clarify. I do make my own she money. Got all money. Of, you got all money. You got all money. A lot of good money on myself. Okay, <laughs> right. but um, I remember like my I had a attorney friend, and he was like, "Yo, May, you know where you need to go." <laughs> He would tell me, he's like, you need to go to these oil and gas conventions that happen in Houston and Texas where it's all oil money and people will, like the, the families that own all these companies go oh and like, oh my God, that like, is so the, smart. The parties that are attached to these events are insane and there's money everywhere. And there's people that come from Nigeria too. There's, he was telling me cause he was ah, Nigerian himself. He was like, yeah, people come from Nigeria for this event and things like that. You just, well, I hope this was, you are putting me on game. You are putting me on game. 
Wow. Yeah. Make sure make sure you put in the show notes um time <laughs> the timestamp how to get a man listen to this section. Wow, that's smart. The convention. Because even when I used to go for these engineering conventions, all the recruiters are there, engineers, all the wow. Yeah, you have to go to these professional events. And then, you know, people hang out and they everybody who's a professional wants to have a good time. I don't care how serious you are in life, you're gonna go to those social Definitely. events. You wanna go to one, at least one party, especially if you're single. Like y'all Definitely. need to expand your horizons, ah, is what yes. I'm saying. That thing you just told me right here, that's a TikTok video. <laughs> Put the girls on game. That's good. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So one, before we end this, I am so happy that you're here again. I'm going to say this a million times, but what's one message you want to tell to somebody who wants to be a content creator, who wants to be just like you? Any message to your community? Any any message you want to give out right now? Any message I want to give to aspiring content creators? If you can, just ignore, ignore your analytics. Like, I don't care what people tell you. Ignore your analytics and just post and ignore it just post and forget about the post like if you can't even just turn off your comments turn off your likes don't get notifications just post and get off post and get off post and get off because when you put so much focus on focusing analytics that literally is like a up and down of your emotions because you know Mm. we get that dopamine when you get like the video does well and then the video tanks we're sad again so that's one thing i have tried to train myself it's like don't when I post, I literally close the app. I close the app. I reply back to two people and I close the app and I just do what I need to do. <laughs> like okay. literally before, before this podcast, I posted a video and I've not checked it yet because for my mental health sake, it just helps, you know, and that yeah. way you can also enjoy the fun because trust me, your video is great because you loved it. That's why you posted it. So yeah. love what you're posting, post for yourself. Your community will find you and have fun. Have fun. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. This was a beautiful way to end this podcast. Rhea, I love you. Like, I didn't didn't know this much about you, and I didn't even know, like, (laughs) how this conversation would go, but this is, like, one of the best podcasts ever. I I, I can't even – I can't even thank you so much, but – Guys, this was another episode of the Baseball Podcast. You need to find Drea. I will leave all her ads below. She is killing the game, and she's just starting to. Guys, please don't forget to subscribe, like, add this to your playlist. Do whatever you can. Share it so you can support. Send it. Send it. And thank you till next time.